1: The Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio.
2: With Hesserin News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. More revelations about the documents stored in President Biden's garage at his home in Delaware. The White House today issuing a statement confirming that five more pages of classified documents were discovered earlier this week at the president's home. The White House says the additional documents turned up after the original statement they issued on Thursday, January 12th. Several schools in Virginia's Fairfax County are accused of suppressing the accomplishments of non-black students. Governor Glenn Youngkin says it could be tied to a school superintendent. On record as saying she wants equal outcomes no matter the cost. She
3: funded a consultant that came in with $450,000 of taxpayer money.
2: Youngkin told the Salem Radio Network by not informing high-performing students they had received accommodations from the National Merit Scholarship Corporation, the schools may have violated, violated the Virginia Human Rights Act. This is SRN News.
1: Sideline Sanity with Michelle Tafoya.
4: E.J. Anthony is with the Heritage Foundation and also with the Committee to Unleash Prosperity.
0: We had the government paying
5: people a weekly bonus to stay home. For some people, what resulted was an unemployment check equal to twice their normal pay. And what you ended up with was people who had a higher standard of living sitting at home than going to work. Streaming
1: on Apple Podcasts and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. AM
6: 1280, The Patriot. And man, this would be a bucket list thing for sure for my parents, maybe for me as well. But for sure, my parents want to do this someday. It's the 10-day adventure you'll remember forever, the Stand with Israel Tour. You'll go to over 40 iconic sites, including the Galilee region, the Jordan River Valley, Jerusalem, and more. Register today and see the full itinerary at am1280thepatriot.com. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy, institutional blue. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280 The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog is shotinthedark.info. Uh, 21 years almost old, just two weeks away, for the 21st birthday of my blog, which led uh, eventually, inexorably, to this broadcast, Who, uh, which is itself Heading towards its 19th anniversary here. In fact, this weekend, as I pointed out last weekend, this weekend is the 19th anniversary of the event where Salem Radio great Hugh Hewitt twisted the station's arm to put the original Northern Alliance Radio Network, myself, Ed Morrissey, King Banyan, the, the guys from Frater's Libertas, and the guy from pa, guys from Powerline uh, on the air. And, and it worked to everyone's complete amazement that's uh, that that's the anniversary here which means we're heading towards the big 20 which means I will probably have no choice but to get that 10th anniversary party up and going here at some point. So uh, along with my colleagues, Brad Carlson, who is heard every Sunday uh, afternoon from 1 to 3 here on AM 12A, The Patriot. New guy, Jack Tomzak, who I think has got to be heading towards his first anniversary on the air here as well. I've got to find out what the dates are. I mean, I've been used to, used to thinking of Brad as the new guy for the last ooh, 12 years this June. And, uh, yeah, Jack Tomczak coming up from 3 to 5 today. As soon as I'm off the air, uh, he'll be in. In fact, I believe he will be uh, broadcasting from the studio today, which will be a rare treat. Get to see the cavalcade of guests that Jack uh, brings into the studio it's almost like having a live audience uh, when Jack brings his uh, plethora of guests downstairs here. It's almost like I'm, I'm doing the Jason show. At any rate, uh, and of course, King Banyan, Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessmen. Together, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, dominating Twin Cities media of all types and making it look easy for almost 20 years. That continuously blows my mind. And it's a good thing we're here because something needs to speak truth to power and when i say power i'm not talking about the 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 mewling sort of power that that progressives yap about when they talk about speaking truth to power no i'm talking about the naked use of raw uh extortive force uh on the power uh, with government as as a result of having won an electoral uh, mandate of sorts, at least so they see it in the state of Minnesota. The DFL, of course, this uh, past week or so, two weeks I think now, has taken control of the Minnesota State Senate uh, and House and the trifecta. They have the governor, the Senate, and the House uh, here in Minnesota. And I will say this. There's, uh, there's something I said as an attempt to give people something to, to encourage them Something to look forward to during the rather dark night that was the 2018 election, which was a dark night for Republicans and conservatives and, frankly, Americans nationwide. You remember it. It was uh, the Trump midterm. Uh, Tim Waltz was elected. I mean, you think you thought things couldn't have gotten worse than Mark Dayton. You were wrong. Uh, we got uh, Tim Waltz and his Soros attorney general, Keith Ellison, and his Soros uh, secretary of state, Steve Simon, and his, well, the whole regime. And and they had the House. We kept the Senate by a vote. Eventually, two or three votes with Tom Bach converting to a, not a caucusing largely and voting with Republicans on most issues. And uh, Dave Tomassoni as well. For two glorious years there, we had at least starkly divided government, although... The division of powers in Minnesota, let's just say, leave a lot to be desired. <laughs> it's the sort of things that a Republican trifecta could have fixed and fixed with some style. But this was 2018, the beginning of what we all knew were going to be two difficult years with the, the Minnesota Senate having a one vote DFL majority and uh, the DFL having a pretty con- strong control of the House. And, of course, Governor uh, Governor Tim Waltz and I said that night as I was on stage with Brad Carlson doing the uh, election event, the one thing you can take comfort in is the DFL, uh, progressives really nationwide because it was a big win for progressives nationwide that night. I mean, the uh, the progressives uh, won broadly across the board that night against, uh, as as normally happens in a president's first term, the president's, the sitting president's party usually has a bad night Uh often worse than Trump had, usually much, 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 much worse than Joe Biden had uh, this past November, at any rate. And, and I said, the one thing you can look forward to is that the Democrats, or progressives in general, when they get power, they, they approach power with all the subtle grace of a petty criminal with a stolen gold card. They'll book a flight to Vegas and book the biggest comp penthouse room they can get and, and hit the town to drive around in a limo until they get busted because what's the point of being subtle with a stolen gold card? And when you're a progressive, it's the same basic idea. You've got power. It's there for the using. This is there. There's no classical liberal scruples about about using power or letting power be because things will basically take care of themselves. No, power has been given to you by the electorate. You're going to darn well use it. And I, I warned back then as as the the Democrats took control of uh, of uh, various chambers of I believe they took well I believe they took control of the House back then and. uh Brad Carlson can set me straight if, if all else fails. But it was a bad night for Republicans as a general rule. The uh, electoral majority that Donald Trump had had – oh, that's right, yeah. The uh, Republicans kept uh, kept the Senate barely and lost the House in uh, 2018 at, on the national level. So it was a bad night all in all for Republicans. And I said – Democrats, progressives, I should say, can't help themselves. They have – you get power in their hands. They are like a serious alcoholic with a bottle of wine or a bottle of aftershave for that matter. There's a lot of things that could happen when you have someone with that substance to which they are addicted – But as a practical matter, you know what they're going to do with that substance. With the alcoholic, they're going to drink that bottle of wine one way or the other, sometime sooner than later. Progressives get power anyway, anyhow, anywhere. They're going to use that power. And as a general rule, use for progressives means misuse. And the hope at the time, in 2018, was that that misuse of power, that Abuse of power would lead to a backlash. It would lead to a backlash nationwide. And it would lead to a backlash here in Minnesota. It would lead to uh, people say, oh, that's what happens when you give alcoholics bottles of wine and heroin addicts uh, pallets of oxycodone and, oh, yeah, progressive power. What happens is they use it. They use it and horrible things happen, and they used it to the extent they were able to. They were somewhat checked in their depredations by the fact that we had control of the Senate barely here in St. Paul and in Washington. So they didn't entirely get their way, but they did their darndest. And here in Minnesota, we found to our chagrin, they certainly did use the power they had, which, by the way, retained basically the same dynamics after, well, in 2020, during the opening days of the pandemic and during the uh, George Floyd riots, we were still dealing with the government that the 2018 election had given us. It was the 2020 campaign getting started during the riots, uh, during COVID, the we we saw the, the overreach that unbridled or not effectively bridled Democrat, sorry, progressive power leads to. Unconstitutional or let's just say dubiously constitutional, but not specifically foreclosed in black and white uh, emergency declarations. I mean, nowhere in Minnesota law does it say you can't. Proclaim an emergency declaration and just keep on going forever until an electoral majority tells you stop finally. That's what it says. It was written at a time when people figured that emergencies were above partisan politics and that future governors would have integrity. Turned out to be a terrible assumption in the case of Governor Clink. So we saw the results of this overreach here in Minnesota as with few others perhaps california michigan new york new jersey a few other blue states had over had levels of progressive overreach written out so very very starkly as we did in minnesota when it came to covid and when it came to law and order and crime no place other than california and perhaps arguably new york city has the contrast between sane responsible American leadership and progressive leadership been as stark as it is here, as it was here in 2020, where Soros-funded prosecutors and people who may as well have been Soros-funded, like Mike Freeman and and John Choi, and of course Keith Ellison at the end of the day, the, the state's chief law enforcement officer. Uh, went out and they did what progressive, quote, law enforcement, end quote, does. They harassed the ordinary law-abiding citizen and they let the criminals go more or less unmolested. And it showed. And and looking ahead to that in 2018, and not that I would say I foresaw anything that happened in the spring of 2020, the, the, the response to the pandemic, the response to the uh, George Floyd situation in Minneapolis. I I won't say that I predicted any of that, but I predicted that whatever happened, unchecked or not effectively well-checked progressive governance is going to overreach. Now, the extension of that, the corollary to that is voters are going to turn around and say, ooh, that's not good. That's been the theory throughout all of American history. Some party goes too far out to one extreme, the voters will go, ew, that's too crazy. No, reel it back. Well, it didn't happen this time. Maybe it happened to some extent nationwide. The the GOP retook the House, barely. They will hold it barely, whatever happens to George Santos, although— If he does resign and that seat goes to a special election, it will likely go to another Democrat that that the district George Santos is in went for George Biden by 12 points, I believe, in 2020. So uh, that's that's by no means a gimme that the Republicans will hold that. So anyway, I digress. Nationwide, there was a backlash, not the backlash that we expected, not the backlash we were told to expect with the so-called red wave that never materialized here in Minnesota. Of course, it was even worse. Uh, We wound up worse than we'd started. I I figured at the very worst, we wind up no worse off in the legislature than we were, and things were much worse than that. So the, the corollary being that voters would look at what had happened and go, Ew, we don't want this. In a year where voters in places like San Francisco had done exactly that, with their own Soros-funded prosecutor, gave me some hope. Hopes that we're, in fact, dashed uh, at the midterm elections here this year. And we're seeing the results of that. We, we say it's an old-fashioned political science cliche. Elections have consequences. Well, let's talk about some of the consequences that are happening in the Minnesota state legislature and why it is absolutely essential that uh, the, the GOP get its act together, which means, by the way, you and I. Go nowhere. We'll be right back.
5: During the COVID-19 pandemic, they closed our churches down.
3: Suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America. And there's no church to bring the hope.
5: The new documentary, Super Spreader, follows the controversial fight for religious freedom.
1: You can no longer sing in church anymore. I was like, okay, it's on.
5: Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading what's called Let Us Worship. It brought intense criticism from politicians and mainstream media.
1: If Jesus were here right now, he absolutely would wear a mask.
5: But this bold stand against tyranny brought hope to a country in chaos. It's wild that this is happening in America, and it's wild that people are okay with it.
0: He called it a worship protest.
3: Christians are rising up, I'm telling you guys.
5: Don't miss Super Spreader, the most inspirational movie of our time.
1: Here's a move of God that's going to change America.
5: Super Spreader. Watch it now at SalemNow.com. 800-884-9018
1: Wake up with the Patriots Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint. Sign up at AM1280thepatriot.com by using the keyword subscribe. That's subscribe at AM1280thepatriot.com.
6: So and by the AM1280 The Patriot, I gotta ask you, does Barbados sound good after this last couple of weeks? I mean it's a little warmish now. It's gonna be a beautiful week, but oh, Winter's going to come back. You just absolutely do it. Anyway, you have an opportunity now to escape Minnesota's winter chill and uh, take part in a seven day, six night stay at the Crane Resort in Barbados. Boy, and Eric the Travel Guy are providing an incredible getaway for you and a guest. Register daily between now and January 31st for your chance to win this fabulous vacation in Barbados. Details are available at am 12 com. Don't forget to pack sunscreen. You may have forgotten how to use that after the last few months here in Minnesota, but no, in Barbados, you might just need it. Check it out. am 12 com. Get yourself to Barbados. Hi myself. I'm looking forward to a bit of a, of a holiday in the sun myself uh, this winter. We'll we'll talk more about that later. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. You can also join us on Twitter, Gab Parlor, MeWe, and Getter. But not Mastodon just yet, I will be getting an account going i I set one up I can't find it again. It's Mastodon is garbage. I'll say all the Twitter progressives who said they were going to leave Twitter and move to Mastodon. Good riddance. good luck. It's pure powdered garbage. You can tell it was designed by engineers for engineers. Most of you progressives are not engineers. You will get lost. You will die. You'll get frustrated. You'll get depressed. Your therapist will get wealthy. You will maybe, I don't know, wind up developing psychoses of various types here. In other words, be indistinguishable from what many of you are now. Anyway, Mastodon, garbage Garbage social media site, unless you're like really enjoy wrestling with uh, the system. Oh, I have gone down the user experience rabbit hole, have I not? We're, we're talking bits and pieces about my day job here right now. Must must bring it back. Anyway, Twitter, Gab Parlor MeWe and Getter. You just go to hashtag NARNShow, N A R N SHOW, and you can join us on Twitter, Gab Parlor MeWe and Getter. And also, you can uh, watch the live stream on video on the Northern Alliance fan page. On Facebook, just go to Facebook and search for Northern Alliance Radio Network. Finally got the code cracked on how to actually do that. By the way, Gary and War Road is watching. Great to have you tune in, Gary, as well. Uh, hope you can uh, hope you can, can enjoy it. Gary's a regular on the live stream. Wherever you are, love to have you uh, stop by. and I would love it if you'd stop by on Twitter, Gab Parler, MeWe, and Getter, but not Mastodon. And just give us a shout on the, any of the show tweets at hashtag NARN show. I always love to see who turns up for these things. Uh, so anyway, yeah, the DFL is in complete control in St. Paul. They have the trifecta, as I say. And it's, a, it's a thin trifecta. It's a trifecta by one vote, which is in the Senate, and I think four votes in the House. It's thin. It is thin enough where Democrats who won in normally Republican seats— normally Republican districts, I'm looking at you, North Suburbs, uh, I'm looking at you, Lakeville, uh, are going to have to you have to be a little bit careful, a little bit careful. I mean, some of these suburban districts are getting way too blue for the state's own good. But for those of you who have some common sense left, uh, I'm I'm looking at you, Deep Haven and Chanhassen. Well, Chanhassen is still, uh, is still pretty solid. We got our... Uh, are, are, uh, we got some good people out there as well here. But uh, we have some of these seats out there. For example, Roger Chamberlain's old seat. That should, by all rights, be a Republican seat. And these, the senator in that seat is going to have to watch their P's and Q's, or they're going to be sent packing uh, at the next election here. God willing, with a tailwind. And by the way, if all of you show up and bring lots of friends to the polls next time, which is something Republicans have gotten really bad about, I have to say here, but they have they have right now that one vote majority and and in the Senate and four votes in the House and of course Governor Clink and his uh, star chamber running the Capitol, so they are making hey while the sun shines they have made it very very clear on social media and regular media for this past ever since the election that they've got the ball and they're going to run towards the end zone with it here and on no issue have they made more hay while the sun was shining down abortion. Now, you recall, abortion was probably the killer app as far as issues in this last election went. They ran on fear that a Republican governor would cancel abortion in Minnesota. And, of course, it was a lie. It was a right recognized in the Constitution of the state of Minnesota, for better or worse, I say worse, but it's in the Constitution, and the governor, as we pointed out in this show repeatedly during the election, the governor has as much to do with changing the Minnesota Constitution as I have with the menu at Hell's Kitchen in Minneapolis. Nothing! I, I may suggest something, but it doesn't matter. That's all it is. It's me expending air. Governor Klink's bully pulpit, as large and exaggerated and amplified by the media as it is, is the only input he has. Hey, he can appoint a Supreme Court uh, justice. Well, yeah, that's a long, slow slog to try and uh, change the Minnesota Constitution. I mean, I had that suggested to me by a number of progressives who said, hey, the conservatives, the Republicans really, really could abolish abortion by executive declaration. Uh, that's how that's not how court cases get to the Supreme Court of Minnesota. And uh, it would take a few a few straight Republican governors to have any effect on it that way. And more than that, governors have no direct effect whatsoever on amending the Constitution. Smart people knew that, but then smart people don't vote Democrat. And the Democrats knew that. They kept the lies going to gull the gullible. I'm sorry, if you're a Democrat voter out there, I'm sure you're a lovely human being, many of you. Some of you are not. I've met some of you. You're, you're trash. But many of you, I know, I have some very dear friends who are Democrats, who are progressives even to some degree or another, at least on some issues. Some people fairly close to me are left of center, at least on some issues, and some of them on all issues. You may be lovely people. You share a movement with some human trash, but that's fine. That's fine. Don't we all? At any rate... Uh, the, 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 the Constitution of the state of Minnesota is changed when the legislature refers a, an initiative to the people of Minnesota. And the people, by, by the way, by a majority vote, I believe in both chambers of the legislature, and it goes to a vote of the people. The people changed the Constitution here in Minnesota. Oh, the governor could have something to do with pushing. Well, of course, yeah, he could. He has the same right to free speech that we do, and he also has the Star Tribune and the Minnesota Public Radio and Channel 4 and Channel 11 and Channel 9 acting as his stenographers. So, yes, he has the bullhorn, but that's it. Other than that, he has got no more role in changing the Minnesota Constitution than you and I do. Anyway, but the lies worked. The gullible flocked to the polls. The gullible urban progressives sir hey, it could bad abortion and I here to support a woman's right to choose. And we, or should we say, fetuses of Minnesota are paying for that now. The bad news, again, the DFL ran abortion last fall, ran on the abortion issue, almost nothing but the abortion issue. I mean, they had nothing else. The economy, COVID, <laughs> good God, they had nothing. They had they they were playing Hold'em poker with a pair of fours, and they bluffed on the pair of fours, and they won. So they ran on abortion, a pair of, well, I don't know, this is Minnesota, a pair of nines, and they won. And the worst news is they are making hay with this so-called mandate, working to remove protections in Minnesota law for infants who are born alive. I almost threw up when I saw this the other day. Uh, a tweet from Alpha News. Representative, Ann, as the bill was working its way through the Minnesota House, which is dominated by the most scabrous glob of progressive uh, ideologues, this side of, I don't know, New Jersey, uh, the New Jersey State House. Representative Ann New Brindley uh, brought up an amendment to the steamroller uh, of this of this bill that would preserve protections for infants born alive during abortions so this is this is not a clump of cells this is an infant that actually emerges during the course of a botched abortion from the mother in some form or another via the birth canal most likely and is alive the baby is alive. And they rejected an amendment that would have treated this human as a human. The video is chilling. Alpha News carried it, uh, and quoting Representative New Brindley. Quote, this repealer literally allows infanticide, she said. It's abhorrent that we're sitting here right now having this conversation. It is abhorrent. Progressive governance is abhorrent. I quote Alpha News, the Born Alive Insurance Protection Act was passed by the Minnesota legislature in 2015. Uh, It states that abortion survivors should be fully recognized as human beings and provided with medical care to preserve their lives. Representative Tina Skeletor Liebling, I'm sorry, I'm normally above riffing on people's appearances, but by God, Tina Liebling is an evil human being. DFL Rochester, where else, uh, wants to repeal those protections because they are, quote, an insult to doctors, she said, during a House uh, health committee <laughs> Health Committee meeting Thursday. Her bill would also repeal restrictions on the use of public funds for abortion and a requirement that aborted babies be, quote, disposed of in a dis- dignified and sanitary manner. So not only do they want, have no ab- restrictions on abortion, murdering live-born babies but they want to be able to wrap them up in newspaper and chuck them out in the alley for cry. I'm too angry. Northern Alliance, AM 1280 The Patriot. We'll be right back.
0: Quit smoking, chew, and vaping with a special half-price offer from AM 1280 The Patriot and breathe freedom from nicotine. Get one program for $250. That's half-price for the faster, easier, and more effective way to quit smoking. There's a limited number of these half-off deals available. It's just $250 for one person, and you could save thousands this year. Call the Patriot today at 651-405-8800. That's 651-405-8800.
4: This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit (laughs) nationalpolice.org.
7: We need your help. Hello, I'm Marianne Koharski, Director of Pro-Life Across America. In my 30-plus years, I've never seen such a concerted attempt to silence our efforts and at a time when it's most needed. There's a powerful effort to prevent and block our pro-life messages. Our billboards, social media, and digital ads are all impacted. Unplanned pregnancies still happen. Our ads feature a hotline number connecting callers with more than 3,000 pregnancy support centers across America, offering alternatives to abortion, free ultrasound, and pregnancy help. Babies' lives are being saved. The need still exists. It really does. And Pro-Life Across America needs your help. To donate, please find us at ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org.
1: Did you know I could suck my thumb before I was born? Yep. We all started small.
3: I'm Scott from the History Unplugged podcast. History can be a bit of a tongue twister with its weird sounding names of people, places and things, but it really isn't that confusing. History is the story of who we are and how we comport ourselves while soaring to victory in battles over forts, seaports and cities that fortunately thwarted the schemes of villains and their blood sports, like the 1415 Battle of Agincourt. It's about legal battles in courts, about the contortion of torts over the retorts of consorts that turn into kangaroo courts. I exhort you to listen to History Unplugged on the podcast player of your choice, and you can listen to it while wearing shirts, shorts, skirts, skorts or jean jorts.
6: AM
7: 1280,
6: The Patriot. Faded, sleep on 651-289-4488, the number to call. Take. Hey, don't forget, Salem Now is the best streaming platform there is in the business anywhere. And it doesn't require a monthly fee. We've got some great content out right now, including super spread the rise and fall of hashtag Let Us Worship. As religious liberties are being stripped away during the pandemic, faith leaders shape the co- uh, share the gospel at all costs, Sean Foyt examines the inspiring Let Us Worship movement. By the way, I simply have to say, there will be no more Let Us Worship. That implies a question. Next time the government tries to uh, shut down faith, uh, there will be no more asking. No. The next hashtag will be, we're going to worship. Sit down and shut up, Governor Klink. Lose some weight, you little... No, oh, sorry, I'm getting a little little hot, a little bothered here, ladies and gentlemen, sorry. Looking back on this last two years, almost three years now, good God, it's been almost three years. This has been three of the most wasted years in human history, I swear. Uh, I mean, it's been decent years in so many ways, and yet looking at, at the way, the contortions this nation has gone through since St. Patrick's Day of 2020, I just think future generations will back, look back on the people who brought this last three years around and, and at best mock them from the pages of the history books, if anyone's still reading history books back there, if anyone's still paying attention to history. Uh, then it, it's that's gonna, that's going to be a problem for them. Let's just put it that way. Six five one two eight nine four four eight. No more, no more. asking. anyway. Uh, Salem uh, Podcast Network and is the place to go for all sorts of great content. Salemnow.com dot com in particular, the streaming uh, wing of Salem uh, Media, the the company that brings you this station and so much other great content. Salemnow.com dot com. Oh boy, did I go out on a rabbit hole there, uh, Jack Tomzak coming up at three o'clock. Brad Carlson tomorrow at one o'clock talking about the DFL's uh, attempt to repeal the Born Alive Infants Protection Act. Now, the the bad news is that the DFL is trying to repeal even this relatively elementary uh, constitutional. I mean, sorry, sorry, uh, legislative limitation on the constitutional absoluteness of the right to an abortion in Minnesota, or the, the practice, I should say, of abortion in Minnesota. Uh, and, of course, this is what we expected. It's is the worst-case scenario in some ways, electorally speaking here. And uh, it's, it's as bad as, as you were led to expect if you, in fact, believe that a human— is what is the result of human gestation, of pregnancy, of the act of creation of another human being. The Born Alive Infants Protection Act, which was passed just eight years ago, uh, made uh, made sure at least that if a baby was born alive, that nobody's going to keep trying to kill it off. This is one of the issues, by the way, that turned the governor's election last year in Virginia. The idea that the that under Terry McAuliffe... The law uh, in Virginia had changed, where if a baby survived an abortion, you can just leave it, sit it out till it died. You could let it do die in whatever ghastly ways neglected babies die in hospitals. Uh, and God only knows. I, I I don't even want to think about it. They they want to bring Minnesota down that path. Now that they've got two years of uninterrupted power to do it, that's exactly what they're going to do. So not only can DFL-leaning doctors murder babies on their way out of the birth canal? They can dump the bodies pretty much wherever they want. Yeah, they would repeal the requirement that infants that are born as and during the process of abortion have to be disposed of in a dignified and sanitary manner. That's just disgusting. I mean, this this is... This is spiking the ball in the end zone. This is, exam, ex, exam, I mean, I, I'm I'm at a loss for words, and I guess it comes back around to the process, the practice of abortion. Your your progressive friends have been telling you for 50 years now that the goal was to make abortion safe, rare, and legal. Uh, sorry, safe, legal, and rare. Good friend of mine who is a progressive and a lawyer and used to work for the American Civil Liberties Union and is a genuinely good person. One of the funniest people I've ever known because we were in a crowd of the funniest people any of us had ever met. And he said that was his defense for abortion. He's he's a New York lawyer, unabashedly progressive, Ivy Leaguer. Good guy, nonetheless, <laughs> if you're listening out there. uh no, no disparagement. Still a good guy. But I said, no, the goal, he says, we met for breakfast when he was in town once. He said, yep, just so you know, I mean, our goal is that a oh boy shouldn't be safe, legal, and rare. Emphasis on rares. So, oh, Yeah, okay, but that's not – the optics of what some of the worst of your side are trying to push off on us have nothing to do with rarity. In fact, when you see feminist groups – Uh, asking people to celebrate their abortions who who are looking to to normalize and make really kind of a joke out of the whole thing, like the the fairly loathsome uh, Michelle Wolf, uh, the comic who briefly, mercifully briefly had a late-night show on, I think, Comedy Central and did a a song and dance production number about the the joys of abortion, the the glories of, of free abortion. These are not people, this is not a movement that really wants it to be, I mean, they want safe, they want legal, but they don't want it to be rare. They, they want to, uh, they, they're getting the laugh of their lives over the trying to make it as ubiquitous as possible. And of course, to trying to make up some lost ground as well. Because the fact is, even for all this, so far, over the last couple of decades, as ultrasound has gotten more ubiquitous and more, uh, more, more sophisticated and able to give expectant mothers and parents uh, pictures of their infants earlier and better and at higher resolution, abortion's been actually lagging. It's been going away, not going away, but down significantly, and that is a direct threat to one of the biggest Democratic Party donors, Planned Parenthood, uh, donors and beneficiaries, I should point out. It's a symbiotic relationship between the two. And as we, as we see, of course, by the fact that one of our state senators came up through the political world uh, as the head of Planned Parenthood Minnesota. I mean, the relationship is, is symbiotic or more so than a shark and their pilot fish. And if if abortion is lagging, that I means Planned Parenthood's funding is lagging, which means the symbiotic financial relationship between the two starts to break down. The Democrats can't have that. They don't want it to be rare, and the idea that you're going to pass a bill that not only allows the murder of babies that are born alive, but no longer requires that the remains be disposed of in a dignified nay, even sanitary way, that's just spiking the ball in the end zone. That's just doing a little dance after you get the slam dunk. Uh, that's, That's just a word that I can't say on a Salem station but rhymes with Mitchie. I'll put it that way. You can fill in the blank yourself. I apologize for the language. Anyway, not only can doctors, uh, let's be honest, dfl leading doctors murder babies on their way out of the birth canal. They can dump the bodies wherever they want, whenever they want. Hey, that's progress, right? Good news maybe is after this session, the DFL won't have a whole lot more of abortion to run on. I mean, they will have conquered most of the frontiers short of making them mandatory. On the other hand... Maybe the worst news is you can see the DFL running on legalizing murder of children up to age 13. You think I'm joking. If there's one thing I've learned, as we talked about a few weeks on the show, is that my jokes, as bad as they may be, are probably the best predictor of political behavior in this state, at least of DFLers, because my most morbid jokes tend to become reality. (laughs) Berg's 7th law, Berg's 8th law, Berg's 13th law, Berg's 18th law. All of them started as jokes. All of them are truth in a bottle here, ladies and gentlemen. 651-289-4488. Let's go to Minneapolis. Pat, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You're on the air.
7: Yes, hi. I may gross you out here, but... Well, first thing, i like to hear what you said about the new technology that we have, which is important. But there's also something else that women want to get rid of the baby. But there's new science now where they cannot get rid of those cells. Even though they abort the baby, there are those cells that stay in the woman. She passes them on to succeeding children that she has. And if the child is not there, sometimes those kids act out because biologically you have their cells of that baby inside of them. Now, regarding the other grossing you out thing, if they can dispose of a baby anywhere, um, they could wrap it up in a newspaper like my grandma did dead fish and buried under gooseberry bushes. Or they could just throw it on the highway. And as you're driving along the highway, you go, oh, is that, roadkill or a dead baby?
6: You know, you have that succeeded in grossing me. Out. And by the way. About
7: how gross this is. We need to educate people about the science and also how gross this is. And before because some progressives
6: says, before, by the way, thank you for your call, Pat. Before some progressive says, "Hurry, that'll never happen. Google Kermit Gosnell. The remains of fetuses were disposed of in that particular uh, situation, a situation, by the way, that the DFL appears to actively want to decriminalize. The disposal of fetuses, <laughs> fetuses, of infants, of babies, of pre-born children in that situation was no less and in perhaps in many ways worse than the situation than Pat just described. As repulsive as it is. It could get worse. Yeah, you know, look at the stories of what happened in Kermit Gosnell's abattoir in Philadelphia. You could, you'd have a hard time making a joke worse, more vile, more disgusting than what happened there. And Kermit Gosnell was far from alone. And now that the DFL wants to not only legalize disposing of uh, the product of abortion, uh, dead children, uh, any old way they want to, to really de- de- not just decriminalize, but destigmatize the sort of behavior that Pat so capably described and that Kermit Gosnell so consistently practiced. What's to get in the way? I mean, the whole idea is to normal this sort of uh, normalize this sort of perversion and and deviance from what the world has considered a norm for all of human history. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. How do you respond to your progressive friends who yak about this kind of stuff? I'll take my best shot out here. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM AM 1280, The Patriot. AM
1: 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
3: Master Pool and Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory and up to 80% off remaining 2022s from Minnesota's largest spa dealer. Drive a little, save a lot. We get the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Free delivery and trade ins welcome. Master Pool and Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory. Master Pool & Spa, 394 Louisiana, 952-253-0665. Master Pool & Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory and up to 80% off remaining 2022s. From Minnesota's largest spa dealer. Drive a little, save a lot. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Free delivery and trade-ins welcome. Master Pool & Spa's New Year Sale save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory master pool and spa 394 louisiana 952-253-0665
1: have you filed for disability benefits but were denied by the social security administration or do you need to apply and are overwhelmed with paperwork are you between the ages of 50 and 63 and can no longer work because of an illness or injury Thousands of hardworking Americans are in your situation. They file for disability benefits and are unnecessarily denied their much-needed benefit check. Call now for a no-obligation, free evaluation. We can help you nearly double your chances of approval and get your benefit checks faster. We understand the physical, emotional, and financial impact. We'll share our insider expertise and help you get your disability claim filed and paid immediately. There is a time limit to apply, so call right now. Operators are standing by to help you. 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553. That's 800-296-1553.
0: Dad, guess what? What?
1: Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join. So visit am1280thepatriot.com today.
6: AM1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, what were you doing on October 1st through October 10th of this past year? No idea? I get it. Ten days passed. They were ten days pretty much like the ten before them and the ten after them. You could probably not figure out much of what you're doing during any of those 30 days. Well, you want to have ten days that are memorable for the rest of your life. You get your opportunity. Embark on a 10-day adventure you will remember forever. The Stand with Israel Tour. You'll be joined by Mike Gallagher and Dennis Prager, broadcasting live from the trip. They will, not you. Uh, who knows? Maybe you can get on the air. We'll see. Anyway, we're going to make sure this is a memorable and special trip for you. Register today. See the full itinerary at am128thepatriot.com. By the way, Dennis Prager alone would be spectacular to visit. He the area like nobody else. the power! AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Fight the power. So you want to fight the power. Well, of course, it helps to get a, a conservative legislature uh, elected here in Minnesota. And that's something we're all going to be working on for this next couple of years here. Uh, win back, Winning back one or both houses would be a good way to fight the power of the progressive mob. But in the meantime... One of the imperatives that is upon all of us is to win the battle at the individual level. It's something that some conservative groups do really, really well at. Uh, the gun rights movement, by the for example, has done a great job of reaching out to people across the aisle without regard to whether they're conservative or liberal or even rhinos. A rhino gun owner is welcome at any reputable Second Amendment group meeting, uh, volunteering for any Second Amendment group activity, even if you're a Democrat. They're willing to take your help because they're all pulling for the same way on the same issue. There are pro-life Democrats out there. And you know that since the number of abortions has been dropping broadly over the last 20 years nationwide, uh, by the way, which is largely... Uh, correlated with the rise of and availability of high-definition ultrasound uh, at small clinics everywhere. Because once people see a fetus on the ultrasound, they realize it's not a fetus, it's not a clump of cells, it's a baby. It's my baby. It's our baby, if they're lucky. And they, they realize this is something that they need to fight for, not to get sucked into pieces and thrown out in a trash bucket. Which is, by the way, one of the reasons the Democrats were so... Heavily against crisis pregnancy centers like our good friends at the uh, at the Robinsdale Women's Clinic, Uh, clinics that unabashedly try to convince pregnant women and their families not to have abortions. Oh, during the election, these were public enemy number one. These were, these, these, for a brief moment there, you think crisis pregnancy centers were a bigger enemy than January 6th seditionists for a while there. Like, hey, they are fake abortion clinics. No, they are clinics that try and convince people and show people. And by the way, help young women and some often the fathers with them, with any luck at all, that life is a better option for all concerned. Oh, they cannot have that. No, a rational dissent from their point of view is the most unforgivable sin of all. There's nothing a progressive hates worse than someone who, by all appearances, should be one of them and isn't. A black conservative, a Latino conservative, a gay conservative, somebody who works in medicine and doesn't believe in abortion on demand through all 40 weeks of pregnancy and beyond. There is nothing for which they vent more hatred than that. And the fact is, uh, both sides are in a position, neither side is a position where they're going to they're get all everything they want. And eventually, at some point here, the Democrats will go too far. Someday, sometime, they will go too far and, and provoke a revulsion reaction from enough people that something will shave them up. Because on a given day, once you, if, as long as you don't have the ill informed and largely fabricated backlash to the uh, Supreme Court case overturning Roe versus Wade, the fact is, when it comes to abortion, probably 20% of the people out there are full bore Tino Liebling clones. They want abortion on demand, up to and beyond birth. Beyond birth, Mitch, you're exaggerating. No, there are theorists on the far left who say they should actually allow parents to opt out of having children up to a year after the baby is born. That's that's where it is going, ladies and gentlemen. Look up Google Peter Singer, sociologist at Princeton, who has advocated allowing abortion up to one year after the baby's born. The progressives will say, no, that's not true. No, it is true. We'll be talking about that next hour, the extent to which the the Democrats use a combination of incrementalism slowly creeping toward these ghastly goals and gaslighting you that that's not really what they're doing at all. We'll be talking about that in the next hour. This is just one example of that. But crisis pregnancy centers, of course, are are exactly the the thing that they hate the most, the the places that make a rational case and an emotional case, too, let's be honest, for keeping the baby, which is dissent from people who should not be dissenting for them, which they hate more than anything. One thing I've come to like to do when I'm talking with progressives is to to take it out of the realm of, of... Clumps of cells or fetuses. I like to ask him here you are, you are age 30, 40, 25, whatever. At what age would have been okay or no longer okay for your mother to abort you? To have you pulled into little pieces? At what age were you, not some clump of cells, not a fetus, not even another abstract child, at what age were you human enough? Get them to answer that, if you can. By the way, they don't answer questions these days, but we'll give it a shot. It's always worth a shot. Uh, Mike in St. Paul, you've got about 30 seconds. Make it good. Okay, here we go, Mitch. Uh,
7: you know, all in all, I think the future here is very grim for this state. Uh, I heard what you just said about that They'll sometimes they'll just go too far. But if you look at the generations that are coming up, Behind this, uh, I don't see it. Now this guy is talking about this full funding thing tied to uh, inflation. You talk about running with the ball. We will, at least we won't have to hear full funding anymore. But um, yeah, that was my point. I guess that um, I don't see it, Mitch. Only to even- you know, The state draws every misfit, malcontent, and Muppet from the Midwest, and they're just packing it more.
6: <laughs> yeah, and maybe the best thing we have to hope for is the great sort. We'll pack them all into CD4 and CD5, and the rest of the state, maybe probably CD3 at this rate, too. And the rest of the state is where all the people with common sense and some sense of what it is to actually be an American, congregate. And that's what we're seeing, by the way. I mean, CD8 is red. CD7 is red. C D one has come back home. Bit by bit the great sword is sorting this state out. And who knows? Maybe maybe CDs uh, one, six and seven can join the Dakotas. I, I can see that. Northern Alliance AM twelve the page. Let's start gaslighting. Go nowhere.
1: I feel so down. I can barely get out of bed. Is this depression? Mental Health Minnesota is here to help seven days a week with resources, peer support, online screenings, connections to treatment, and crisis services. It's anonymous, confidential, and free of charge. Whether you're living with a mental health condition, are concerned about someone you love, or could use some support,
7: Mental Health Minnesota is here for you. MentalHealthMN.org, sponsored by Mental Health Minnesota, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station.
1: If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your time share or you'll pay nothing.
3: Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Master Pool and Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory and up to 80% off remaining 2022s from Minnesota's largest spa dealer. Drive a little, save a lot. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Free delivery and trade ins welcome. Master Pool and Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory. Master Pool and Spa, 394, Louisiana, 952 253 0665. Master Pool and Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory and up to 80% off remaining 2022s from Minnesota's largest spa dealer. Drive a little, save a lot. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Free delivery and trade ins welcome. Master Pool and Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory. Master Pool and Spa, 394, Louisiana, 952 253 0665.
0: We expect our information in real-time. U.S. Med carries continuous glucose monitors, which provide real-time readings of blood glucose levels. U.S. Med is an approved provider for Medicare and over 500 private insurers. So call 800-730-8405 today for a free insurance and Medicare benefits check. As easy as. That's 800-730-8405.